I don't wanna go to work. I just wanna chill and play all day. Look him dead in the face and say, I wish I could just be still asleep while you work. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Jobs Blow podcast with Brianna and Josh. The podcast for dreamers with day jobs. That's us. You're getting so good at saying that. I am, but I actually forgot the words. Did you? I'm not going to lie to you. It originally started as artists with day jobs, but I think we like dreamers with day jobs better. Dreamers. This is part of my my skill from marketing. Yeah. She's you know? so, you're such a good writer. I'm so you send me these these things and I'm like so envious. It's the really dirty crazy. emails or the stuff for the show? No, I wasn't going to even mention the dirties, and oh. you brought that up. You're always the one to bring that up first. Who named the show? <laughs> I'm always here for that audience that shows up thinking they're getting something. Right. I not. wanted it to be called employment discussions, <laughs> and you said <laughs> jobs blow podcast. Very nice. Well, it, we do have another guest here tonight on top Wait, of... Wait, uh, hold on. We haven't discussed what's going on in our lives. Oh, I was going to... You're going to see. Okay, yeah. Uh, what's going on in my life? Um, My son right now, he's like 20 months old. He is just like... a Like, he's like so frustrated all the time. And he's just like so hard to get... Like, he com- can't communicate. And he's biting and screaming. And, and then I go, do what you want me to put you in the crib? And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, then stop freaking out. I don't know what to do. It's crazy. But, but what about... He, well, he's so that, sweet, I know though. that I that him. is part of your job. You ask me, it's going on. That's I know, what's going but, on. But what about your other job stuff? Anything interesting? Yeah, I'm just pushing a lot more on uh, on you know creating my own um, art for that respect. But comedy. Uh, I, I, we may have mentioned it before already. My father passed away recently, and... Um, I've just been trying to just channel some of that, all that emotion into just telling stories about him. Things that I was never comfortable really about saying on stage with him. But somehow now I feel like it's like my duty in a way to kind of let that out and let that be a story and through comedy. You know? Well, and honestly, that's the job that allows you to kind of deal with it. If you worked in an office, they'd expect you to come in and keep it together. Right. And this is a great outlet for it. I miss him terribly, but... Um, I'm working through it. It's a weird thing. I wouldn't ask anyone else to do it this way, but I'm working through it. Well, and you have some stuff coming up on the horizon. I do. I won't. I don't want to ruin well, it. No, for I you. just. Jinx I'm, it. I'm gonna. I just got cast in a in a pilot. Actually, I can't say the name or anything, but uh, it's a pretty cool role where I play a comedian, and I'm excited. So we're gonna shoot it uh, this week. So yeah, we'll that see. is exciting. That's more exciting than what I did this week was just Which was? trying to hide this cold sore. At home. <laughs> I was gonna say we have a guest tonight. It's uh, Brianna's cold, cold sore, sore on her yes. lip. It's yes. very distinct. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sitting. This what, is actually tame. Three week, three feet away from you, and it's smiling at me yeah. on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. good for you. Yeah, also in the room we have another guest <laughs> who was invited, as opposed to the cold sore, which you know, was not invited. Not invited. But that's the stress of not having a job. So right, right. Thank Are you. you. Did you any other things you're working Still on? Still just week? doing Writing, freelance, freelance PR. No marketing. Why? Why? I thought because we were doing PR. I'm trying to stretch here. I'm doing different things. Okay. Right? Well, you're a great writer, and if anybody needs writing assistance, please contact Brianna at. Oh wait, we're not allowed to. <laughs> Jobs well. <laughs> Jobs Because she doesn't want any of her personal information out there. No. Anyway, uh, the internet doesn't allow that. So <laughs> on, anyway, on the other hand, you guys can stalk me and follow me home if you'd like. Yes, Same and you put nudies and stuff up there for easy, them. Okay. Easy. Sorry, but let's talk to this guy that's sitting here. This guy uncomfortable. This this very Wait, awesome I just want to first of all thank Comic Strip Live Studios because it's amazing that we get to use this space. And then second, Thanks, I want to thank our guest and I want to get him on 
this podcast telling us that he's given us the rights to use his music because I wouldn't want us to have to pay anything that you know we can't afford. Hey, so you guys can use the song. <laughs> <laughs> what? It, wait, can you say clearly? Can you say clearly your name and the, the name of the song? My name is Doug Ray. And I am not sure which song you're using. <laughs> I quit. No, I'm just kidding. I quit. No, the song is called I Quit. You may use it non-exclusively for this limited purpose. Okay. Subject, and only the 30 seconds that we're using. Subject okay. to the 75-page document, I'm going to email you. <laughs> we promise that if this, this podcast goes anywhere, you will be equally cut in. Um, no. Equally? He deserves it. No. He's bigger than I am re- I'm reneging on what you just said on this podcast. Well, let's introduce the podcast. What's the podcast name this this episode? Uh, well, why, you named this one. I, I, I let Can you I have creative reign. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Okay. okay. So the name of this episode is Rhymes and Punishment because our friend, our guest today, my friend, uh, Doug Ray, he is an amazing rapper and musician, and he's also an amazing lawyer. So and let's just let's all just recognize that Josh has brought a friend. The first three shows, all my people, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm hoping for like maybe two more friends throughout <laughs> the course of this venture. Well, I'm uh, happy to be that friend today. Doug, Doug, you are so sweet. Man. I've known you a long time, man. Well, yes. and I don't know you, so okay. give me what is your title? Tell uh, me who. So my title is Doug Ray, okay. and I am a human being from New York City. Uh, I work. As an attorney during the day and in the evenings and at all times, unless my boss is listening, I pursue my my uh, enjoyment of music by uh, writing music and being a rapper and a singer and playing guitar. And so you do both. You're I not both. Spe- just rap. You do you sing and I suppose I suppose yeah. Not like you know I'm not going to be the best guy at karaoke anytime soon, but I can, I can get it done enough. Well, it's a unique sound, and when you hear the when you hear the open, you, you'll see. I mean, it's it's catchy. We play it in my car all the time. My daughter is even he's got a great song on the album Night Shift, which is where we got this song from, and it's uh, it's called Gumshoe, right? Is that what it is? But yeah, like, Gumshoes. Gumshoes, right? And it's like. Uh, uh, well, sing the hook. I got a brand new pair of Nikes on. Got my 83 pre so fresh I can't be wrong. I got no place to be with my Nikes on. <laughs> Can you feel the breeze to try to catch me? But, but I'm, I'm gone. gone. Yeah, it's so catchy. My daughter's in the car going, play Nikes on. So play is Nikes is, is a Thanks, five-year-old your target audience? Five-year-old young yes, gal? if they like That's, it. They like you're it. like, I'm selling. Whoever I'll, wants it. I will take it. Any audience the, will work. The best part of it, though, is now the way she says on. She does. She says on. Like, like yeah. She's like, can you turn the TV on? And I'm like, gum showing. You're gum showing. No, I, I was very. I I didn't know the degree of some of my New York accent until you know this that particular song where a lot of people hit me up and were like, yo, so like we could tell us you how you say that. That's how you talk to us. And I was like, say what? Like, what are you talking? Do, about? do you turn it because you know it comes out in your music a lot, and from just talking to you on the phone, it comes out a little, but the music it really comes out. Do I think you turn of, it back for the lawyering. No, so I think first of all, I, I think it's it's subconscious t- to a substantial degree, mm-hmm. um, but I think sometimes when it when I'm writing music, I'm hearing it in the voice that I always have heard myself doing music and rapping in, which is probably the way I was conversational when I first began writing and rapping and being involved in music was that was the way I spoke then. Right. Wait, did you, where did you grow up? I grew up in New York, but in like White Plains. Oh, okay. So a little bit outside the city. Okay. And so since Josh knows you and who you are, can you give me the evolution of um, where you started and okay. where you are today? So 
Uh, do you mean like in terms of music? In or? terms of you know, the lawyering and the music, so like how they interact. Start with start with um start with you know obviously, you know the toothpick days. But well, so okay, so I went to SUNY Albany for undergrad, and you know obviously was involved in music and also involved in in academics. I suppose I don't remember doing anything, but I I graduated, so something must have happened. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess during my senior year, our, our band Bad Ronald was signed to Warner Brothers. And Bad Ronald McDonald? No, just Reagan? Bad Ronald regular. Oh. Oh, okay. And then uh What kind of music was it? It was rap music. We had like three MCs and a DJ situation. And we, we incorporated some some pop elements and some catchy hooks and stuff like that. And so senior year we did a lot of flying back and forth, made the record, and then after I graduated pretty much went on tour with, with that band and, and did that project. It was really fun. We did that for a few years. Then I had an opportunity to to do another record uh, with Universal as Toothpick, where I just I uh, I played guitar and had a live band. Toothpick, it's it still available out those those albums, right? Toothpick yeah, music. Yeah, you can pick yeah. up Toothpick stuff on 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 the internet. Did you go buy Toothpick on in that band, one. or uh, did you coin Toothpick after Bad Ronald? Uh, I w- no Toothpick really was like the project after Bad Ronald. And was there one of those like really bad breakups when you became no, toothpick? Not really. Oh, no uh, drama. I mean, it was it was an interesting time in general. Like Bad Ronald was a crazy uh a crazy time. And so it obviously ended in a little bit of a crazy fashion. But n- not too much animosity or anything like that. Everybody went on to do different projects and stuff. And I think it was a, sort of like a good opportunity for me and people sort of realized that. Uh, so during during this time while you're while you are pursuing this music career, are you still in school? Are you? No. No. Okay. No. So it was after I graduated uh, undergrad, I guess in 2001, it was probably a good six or seven years of just straight music and touring. Okay. Just of recording and performing and, and carrying on and coming to comedy shows in New York yeah. City when I'm home. So, yeah, know. a little backstory there is is Doug and uh, one of my good friends, but one of Doug's best friends, uh, Joe Perino, is a comedian that I kind of came up with and they grew up together and actually you kind of grew up with a lot of like super talented artists musicians yeah all those guys comedians writers yeah you guys were a really interesting group Joe and I met like probably right around the time I started in Bad Ronald so but we were from Westchester so we we started spending a lot of time together I'm a huge tremendous comedy fan sure and I just got involved um Forgot what I was saying. So no, we're at the toothpick <laughs> stage. Well, so. right, toothpick. well, how we met, we met oh, around right. the toothpick stage, right? Right. So just in in New York City, just being involved in music and comedy, and just trying to meet everybody and have a good time. That ended up being exactly what happened. Right. So, uh, yeah, I did toothpick for for a few years, and we toured a lot. But it, you know, it got those are long, long years when you're just on the road for a long time. So I'd come back and forth, and actually, Joe Prano was sometimes working for my dad in a law firm. So he went on the road to do some comedy. I subbed for him a little bit, and then I eventually ended up taking that job. And I was like, all right, well, these guys are morons. I could do this. I might as well go to law school and also get paid. Didn't exactly work out the way I planned. But. Right. Well, let me ask you this, just to just to pick details at that point. Did something happen that, or like, what was the impetus at the time to say, all right, Toothpick's going this way, I'm working, but was there a specific moment or did some story or something happen where you said, I'm going to go to spend the next bunch of years in time studying law i think part of it was just having spent a long time on the road and playing music 
And uh, to, to make a baseball analogy, it's like yeah. being in AAA for a long time and getting a bunch of September call-ups, but then never sticking with the big team. Got it. Eventually, you're like, okay, well, maybe I'm going to keep doing this, but also try to make sure that I can have a uh, provide for myself as a human for like the next 60 years. Sure. So let me ask you, this new album, is mm-hmm. this the first you've put out since you were Toothpick? No. So uh, before and, and during law school, I was in a band called Loose Cannons with my friend Rich Cronin, Rich Nice, the greatest. And uh, so we made a record and we did a lot of shows and we, we actually had a lot of fun. We got some good radio play because Rich had some prior relationships from his LFO band. I was going to say, I know that name. Yeah, so we, we did some shows and we traveled a, a bunch and, and had a really good time. So that, Wait, And that was sort of in between. He just passed. He, well, he passed a, a little while back, uh, sort of right at the end of that. I okay. Guess. Well, because two of the members of LFO passed. So yeah. was he the f- one? No, no unfortunately, the, another different member. That uh, was Devin, the more recent one. Yeah, passed okay. more recently. Yes. Uh, another fantastic, extremely talented guy and one of the sweetest guys ever. So, How'd that affect you, personally, professionally? So Rich, when, when Rich, uh, Rich was obviously my closest friend for a real long time, and uh, I didn't want to, it affected me greatly honestly uh so i pretty much stopped performing music and writing music um it just didn't seem fun he had the most enthusiasm and if you knew him you don't have to even describe him to anybody who's met him because he just had this engaging infectious enthusiasm for everything and he was so entertaining and so charismatic and it just seemed useless to to make music without him for a while were you did you only ever make music with him as with loose cannons, or did you ever before that? Well, we were we had we had hung out a bunch before that. Uh, and was he part of the Westchester? Is that no, how you knew him? No, he's actually from Boston. Oh, but okay. we had we had met all the way back in two thousand and one, I guess, during Bad Ronald times, because the producers for that record, Sam Hollander, was uh, was friends with Rich and was I think working on some songs with LFO then. So we met them, and and then through Sam, we connected, you know, a bunch more over the years, and. Uh, I was opening for Ziggy Marley on a tour, and we went through Orlando, where Rich was living at the time, and he came out, and we sort of partied and celebrated, and we were like, yo, let's, let's make some music together, and then that sort of started a conversation, ended up being right. Loose Cannon. So just while we're on that direction there, so when he unfortunately passed, and you know, Loose Cannon's where was it was where it was, did you, was it more of like, right, I'm going to throw myself into the... Law. law work now? It wasn't as much of a conscious decision, but it, it was just a sort of a natural progression because I had sort of stopped paying attention to music and I had been having a lot of different opportunities mm-hmm. in law. Uh, in law school, I got to travel and, and do semesters overseas. We went to Sweden for a while and I got involved in a lot of different programs and studies. I, I just got very into it. I was on the moot court team. I went like full dork debate team. <laughs> did anyone in Europe up. know who Toothpick was? Did you? They did after... We were there for a few months, that's <laughs> really? for sure. Yeah, um, but no, not before that. Like they were like, "Oh, like you're from New York, you're Jerry Seinfeld." Yeah, <laughs> no, that's. Funny. I was like, "I'm too okay, okay." okay. They're like, oh, you're Howard Stern and Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. We get huh. it. You're from New York. You're Jew from New York. I was like, okay, I'll you're be that. Toothbelt. Yeah, I'm tooth guy. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's interesting. But I, I'm I'm getting the sense too that you you like lawyering. I mean, it's not it's not like a. You know, sometimes you're an, an artist and you're like, that's it, I'm giving up, I'm going to McDonald's and I'm going to hate my life on purpose. Yeah. You know, like you don't see Not that. everyone is you, Josh. Well, you know, leave my McDonald's <laughs> ambitions. So <laughs> so I I really enjoyed law school. Yeah. Uh, that's weird to say. I, I even enjoyed the bar exam because it's just like a big project and you make a plan and you stick to it and you 
try to dominate. I thought law school was fun because it was very competitive, and I felt very underestimated because of my background, which gave me, I think, a, an advantage. And uh, I loved it. And I, working as a lawyer, not bad. You know, right. it's it's complicated. It's intense. It's it's not the most it's not the most peaceful and relaxing environment. But at the same time, it keeps you up. You know, keeps sure. you involved and keeps you on your toes. And it's a heady job. Keeps yeah. your head involved. Is it fulfilling? It is in in a way that it's it's intellectually involved. I'm, I get to use my brain and not be stagnant all day long, which I, which for me actually helps with my music too because my brain is just running. Right. So you never wanted to combine the two and be the rapping lawyer. You just wanted to keep your two lives separate. Right. That very separate. And and, and often sometimes people say, oh, you know, why don't you do entertainment law or music law? And I'm like, well, why would I ever do that? Right. I just was in that business. I I know the drill. It's, it's a close. disaster. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, I I kind of view it a little bit, and not to overinflate it, but you're like a superhero in oh, a way. Thanks. You're like Clark Kent at this job during the day, and at night it's like big glasses and my guitar. And I don't know if you can tell just from his voice, but come a little closer to the mic. Let okay, like it's just such a captivating music voice when you hear him rap, and it's. I'll get back to this later, but it's a very distinct sound, and and the music that you produce. So it's it's. I can't imagine that that's the same guy that's in the suit. So it's, you know, you know what's a good office. way to describe it? You've, you've seen the movie Old School? Yeah. Where they're going to have this big academic triathlon to see if they can keep the fraternity in the school. And at some point, it's like James Carville is squaring right. off against the, the team with Will Farrell. Hello. Right. And he, and he's, he, he blacks just, like, out. They, they ask like him right? some complicated <laughs> economics question <laughs> about finance, and he gives this like really articulate, sophisticated answer. And everyone's going crazy. He's like, what happened? What happened? I missed it. <laughs> he's like, I blacked out. I blacked out. Right. So that's basically how I feel when I get home from work every night. Like I, I look at the emails that I sent during the day on all this complicated. I'm like, what even happened here today? Right. So are you doing anything to support this new album? Are you touring or performing? So I, we played a lot of sh- it, So it came out last February, I believe-ish. Ish. Maybe yeah, about a year ago. Yeah. yeah, about a year ago, and I did a bunch of shows, and we we definitely did some online promotion, and uh, so I, I sort of came to a crossroads with it because after playing everybody every every venue that I could in reasonable proximity to New York, the next opportunities were really to try to use some relationships and call some friends and get on some shows regionally and get out there. And when people said yes, I was like, oh, cool, but never mind. I can't actually just leave my job and put the band together and go on the road for a few months right now. Uh, so that was the decision that had to be made. And it, it's a, it was a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, because of the Internet and because of being in New York City, that you can actually do pretty significant you can do pretty well not even leaving town so so far. But we're so, going to start to play more. So do you have a built-in following from your toothpick days? Have you been able to kind of get those people? I think I, I, think I do, and, and I'm very grateful to them because it may not be, you know, the most people in the whole world, but I, I do people who reach out and, and people who buy the record or show up at shows that, that to me seem to have come out of their clear blue sky really provide a lot of motivation. Great. And like reinforcement that I'm not just out here talking to myself or just staying up at night writing songs that nobody's ever going to hear. So, yeah. and like, I'm a Doug Ray fan, but I'm like a, I'm a Doug Ray fan. You know, like, I, you're a good guy. You're the kind of guy that's super appreciative when people, I've seen you interact with your audience, the music interacts with people. I mean, you, you kind of, you're the guy you want to root for like that. I've been Thanks, to your man. concerts and, and the shows. And I think that's 
the relationship you've kind of established, even if it's not people personally with the audience, you know, but they get it. They're with you. And I'm going to come back to this later, but um, your sound, do you ever, have you ever, have you ever, we, we talked about this once in like a text message thread, but like coining a phrase for the kind of, of hip hop that you do. Right. So yeah, it's, com- it's confusing. And it, you know, it's, it's a discussion that's been going on with and without me for a long time, all the way back to when we signed our first record deal with Warner Brothers and we had meetings for hours and hours about what kind of radio should does this music belong on? Should we be promoting this to rap radio, rock radio, alternative? Like, what kind of music is this? A question which was never answered. And as far as I can tell, it still hasn't been answered. Mm-hmm. And I, I've even had the, the thought and gone through different processes with music writing and recording and production where we're like, well, maybe we should try to see what genre this is. Like, just do all rap music or all rock music. Like, something so we could fit in somewhere. And it never happens. It's just... Well, you do marketing, right? Mm-hmm. And they say all the time in marketing, if you if you can't be number one in your category, create your own category, okay? That was at least my training for marketing, right? So I, I always thought that, like, you know, we kind of, you know, threw this back and forth, but, like, hip-hop, you know, or, like... Hip-hop's or, not bad. Like, hip-hop, you I know? Like POV, doesn't you know? that exist? Hip-hop. I know, doesn't right? that I don't, exist? If it does, who's, who's number one in that category, yeah, know. you know? But I personally, like... <laughs> I personally, like, suburbillion. Right, which is like suburban, where you're, you know, you're you're suburban, you're suburban, like you know, hip hop guy. You know, it's right. not hardcore New York City rap, it's not gangster rap, but it's like flows and it's beats and it's you're doing. But you're from the suburbs. But from the suburbs, yeah. Uh, it's, There's a it's, market for that. I've never really so. I, here's here are the the music situations where I fit in the most seamlessly. Right. Two situations. One is bunch of people standing in a circle rapping someplace. Beatbox, DJ, beat, it doesn't matter. I feel very comfortable in that environment. I feel like I fit right in. The other is just living room full of people on a couch having a beer or whatever, and I just have an acoustic guitar and I'm entertaining people to be funny. Do you ever work parties? Do you do you ever... I, I keep it fairly separate. Uh, do you mean my work? No, no. Do like... you ever perform at Oh, at parties? parties? I mean, impromptu. Like, if there's, like, a party... Don't be seems, giving that away for free. Yeah, if it get... seems appropriate. <laughs> like, uh, here's here's something. Like, the, the last time I played at a party that I didn't expect to and probably shouldn't have was my wife's family Christmas party, which was way more of a throwdown than I had anticipated or expected. <laughs> it was packed, and they go harder than I do. Her family actually is so cool. She and Catholic? Like hangs. This is a, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was, like, a total throwdown. And then at, like, super late at night after, like, drinks and feeling loose her mom was like oh play you know play some songs play guitar so like normally that's a hard no <laughs> like i don't want anyone to look directly at me or right. or you know i'm just trying to hide and stuff there's a cat i'm trying not to let people <laughs> see me sneezing it's, it's like a full snot scenario that's the jewish version coming out my right face there. is red like I, I you know so i'm like yeah get the guitar so i'm, I'm playing songs and like it's some of it is like soups inappropriate and it's like different generations representing and so yeah, it got weird, and they they like they loved it. So maybe I'll yeah. start bringing it back. Well, I, well, I think it's interesting if you listen to the whole album. You talk about I don't know if you say lawyer, but you talk about being in an office. Like I wrote this in my cardigan, you know. Like yeah, probably and it's, and true. Yeah, it's true. I could see you at the desk sitting there Should, writing rhymes. Like you know, I I I've, I've, I've sort of come full circle with writing to where like 
the laziest and most effective writing style for me now is just telling the truth. Yeah, and you know... You're like, here's exactly what's happening. What, what you see a lot of success now with artists, writers, people who are struggling for years, they have a show all of a sudden is on Netflix or on some... And you're like, what is that? It's like, it's just my life. I just yeah. wrote my life. And, and But I think, I mean, for comedians especially, I feel like that's what propels you to do comedy. It is, but you know, you know... I mean, a lot There's, of comedians are just dark. They are. Of... They are. And it's you're supposed to do that. You know, also someone like me who kind of lives like I don't live some outrageous life. You know, so I have kids. I'm married. I'm performing. There's a lot of people like that. So it is a struggle for someone like me to have to constantly find what that original topic is going to be. Gary Goldman, who's a very famous um, comedian, he's been tweeting these like tips about how to be a better comic and writer. And one thing he was saying was you like, mean you didn't get enough from DF? <laughs> DF DF taught me how to write a joke and I'll always mm-hmm. appreciate that about DF um, but with Goman he was saying you know find what you're an expert at write about what you know more than anything else even if other people know it and then you'll open up a floodgate of material or music you know that you can talk about and it's like such simple good advice yeah you know I, I, wanted, I want this part of the story though uh, this is what I would like to, what I thought was so great about having Doug on the show today. So you're lawyering, right? And right. then you come to this realization, I got to put out something. I got to create musically. Tell me the two-month story. Okay, how so. That, how the album came to pass. So, th- so there's never really been too long of a, of a break of actually making songs. I, you know, making songs for my friends' movies and, and podcasts and different things. So I've, I'm writing a lot. So at some point, so my good friend Alex, who is the producer who I worked on this record with, and he, we've been doing songs together for movies and songs here and there for different stuff for a while. I just the, the night shift, the night this one, the night shift. Yeah. So we had zero songs. I think it was November seventeenth, twenty seventeen, and I was like, "Listen, we always we make a song for a movie, and then we're like, hey, this is actually pretty cool. Let's make a whole album of it, and then we don't call each other back, and nothing ever happens." I was like. Let's actually make a full record because what? why not? We have all these like thoughts and all these ideas. But if we don't just actually do it, we'll never do it. So let's do it all right away while we still give a shit. And let's not edit the songs out, which is what I always do. Like, Let's finish a song, put it in the list, and move on because otherwise it's never finished. Maybe the beat, maybe the bass line. Should I even say this? Now, am I self-conscious about that I, that I made fun of myself or did this or that? No. Let's just, it, is it a good song? No. Cross it off. Is it good? Yes. We're done. Made it in two months. Uh, and a lot of that was like snowballing enthusiasm. Like the first song we made was Nerds. And I was like, wait, this is kind of cool. Let me email it to a few people who I test my stuff on sometimes, Joey and some of my buddies. And they were like, yo, look. And my friends are not afraid to be like, this song is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to hear it. It's whack. You're losing it. So people are like, hey, this is actually a pretty cool, we like it. So Maybe like, cool. you should add Josh's daughter to your list. Yeah, She's, she's on like, there. on. <laughs> like, yeah, you got Put her it. on the list. On. So, yeah, people liked it. And I was like, yo, Alex, people dig this. Send me more beats. And then it just started being like literally staying up all night. You know, we, we weren't even in near each other. He's in a different city. But, you know, using the Internet and stuff, we wrote, we got everything together. Then a few weekends he flew out. We set up studio time and did different things and recorded the record. And you are you a night owl like that? Was your wife cool with you? Just um, I, you know, I, I'm like a project owl. So like, if something's going on and I'm excited about it, I'm all in until it's done. Got so it. I, 
I, I generally... Or that's obsessive compulsive. Yeah. Or, well, like, and I think that I probably do have some, you know, I, I don't like, I don't like loose ends. Ever. I'm the same way. So I need to finish. I can't have like I can't have things on my list. Like that's like when the luggage comes back from vacation, it needs to be unpacked right away. Uh, right away. It, it, I'm there's like just that too. no yeah. not like it I need to actually do the laundry. See, Would you so, say for artists though or other creative types to tap into that that if when that happens for you don't run from it, like drive just, into it? Just like you know we don't know what sometimes triggers c- creative outpouring of of writing or or whatever it is that your endeavor is so while it's happening don't wait no like i, I mean that's what we did yeah, yeah but so so no, yes, but i'm saying it's that confirmed it, by somebody who yes no but so yesterday I, for example i come home from work it's a friday i'm like cool i gotta work a little bit early i'm gonna go to the gym i'm gonna get a nice workout in putting on my jacket to go to the gym and i have this course that's like sort of been going on in my head for a minute and I'm like, oh, you know what? I think I have, like, a verse for this, like, right now. Cool, I'm going to go to the gym, and when I come back, I'll write it. And I was about to walk out the door, and I go, it'll never happen. Because I won't give a shit, and, like, maybe by then I'll talk myself out of it. Put it down. I spent 10 minutes. I scribbled the song down. Then I went to the gym, moved on my life. And later on in the night, I recorded the song. And I'm like, oh, this is a great song. Like, well, I thought so, anyway. I'm sure it is. So, so that's why I don't go to the gym because of creative inspiration like that. But like I do have to sometimes stop and remind myself. Oh, is like, that why you don't go to the gym? <laughs> oh, I I might have an idea right now, so I'm gonna get I'm off gonna this say, treadmill. Yes. <laughs> but like, but I but part of that I learned that lesson last year from like doing the project that way, which is like while it's happening, let it happen. Right. And give us a couple of lines from it. From the from, from the, what you wrote down the other night. I mean. Don't put them on the screen. All right, how about this? Instead of this, because you I, know you last are, night, so you are a phenomenal remember. freestyler too. Okay. Um, and we have other questions, and and that's kind of exactly, by the way, just that last story is exactly the point of of why we hope all our guests come on is to is to you know help us understand where that creative you know push comes from and how you yes how keep you going. Um, so Brianna's got this gigantic. Um, cold sore on her <laughs> lip that is uh, that's staring at me. It's like making obnoxious faces at me, like as if I'm I can't talking tell shit about it. The, I don't see. No, it. oh well, she's covered it up right now. You should have seen the picture she sent the other day. It was like cursing <laughs> I like to at torture me him. I said phone. you were my stress, and this is you know, what you've between, done. Between I don't know if it's me, but like my friends do that. They send. I have a friend that has the. He has giant testicles. I don't know if they're his technically, but he <laughs> sends me text messages of the testicles. Okay, that's weird. Why? But they're funny. And then you with the, the herp lip, like. <laughs> What am I? I'm, I don't know. I don't send me anything, Doug, unless I, it's words. I, I just want words, please. Okay. Okay. I go give. Come on, any. I'll take any kind of freestyle, but if you want to use the the herp lip as an inspiration, or we'll jobs blow. Or I'm jobs gonna go blow. back to the jobs topic, maybe. But <laughs> damn. So look, like I I hate to be put on the spot because you could only do bad, but I'm a boss at the skill because it's all that I have. I think about going to work every day and I hate it. I know if I talk about it, then people probably relate it because my alarm clock goes off and I'm like, hell no, I think about my job. It's not bad, but I don't want to go because I could be home just trying to work on my flow or chill on Netflix because I could probably catch a show that'll keep me entertained until noon. But I know if I don't leave now, I got to leave soon. Probably going to be late, but I don't want to do my work and just showing up makes me want to be a jerk. I know my 
feelings hurt because I want to go home. I'm in my office typing on my computer just alone, the same damn words like every single day, and I still got to show up just to get paid because I'm on the hamster wheel. Now how I feel, it's like I just get paid just to try to keep it real, but then I want to leave, get another record deal, but if I do that, I can't even afford a meal, so now I got to heal myself inside my heart. I had a bus of flow just in time. I got to start. Now it's time to leave and end it just like that. Here's a, just an example of a little bit of rap. Nice. Yes. Very. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Or whatever. Doug, or whatever. <laughs> Doug Ray. Ladies and gentlemen, that was awesome. I couldn't have done it. Well. So could you have walked into the scene in 8 Mile and done like the the battle of the rap that they did in that movie? Or? Well, that was, first of all, probably not, but I'm sure those weren't. You know, those were written. No, but, but I'm saying, could you in that? I could have definitely been one of the losers that made it without getting totally humiliated okay. in one of those events. I but, understand but, that it is not a real. <laughs> I understand that it was a movie. No, but, but I mean, like, even in real life, like, Eminem freestyling is, like, someone to look up to for sure. Sure. So. Definitely. Sure. Okay. All right, cool. So. Quick. We're going to uh, switch over to our game segment. Game segment here with Doug. Um, and this that we created for you today is, are you a lawyer who raps or a rapper who lawyers. So I'm going to present you with some different scenarios, and I'd like you to tell me, in that scenario, would you be a lawyer or would you tell people you were a rapper? Okay. Okay? I like it. The first one, you're in a bar fight with your drunk friends. Okay. Now, used to be a rapper. Now I'm a lawyer. <laughs> My okay. back hurts. I'm old. I got a, you know, I got a wife. It's... Okay. You're at a party with Playboy Playmates, and again, you're not married. In I'm this a rapper. Scenario. Yeah, okay. Um, you're at a family gathering, and now that I know your Can I wife, be your hype now man that in I, that scenario, like yeah. you'll be the rapper, I'm just hyping. Yeah. You're at right. a family gathering, and now that I know your wife is Catholic, this is your family. Okay, my family. I'm a lawyer because there's less to talk about. Okay. Um, you're meeting a gangster who may need representation. I am a rapper. <laughs> okay. But I can refer him. Okay. What about, what if you're at a party with R. Kelly, and we're talking today, not five years ago? I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're on a first date with the rabbi's hot daughter. I'm a lawyer. Okay. Um, That's a tough one. That's a tough tough one, Because, you know, you want to impress her, too. She's thinking long term. She is. And I've been at those parties where the the really orthodox Jewish girls, they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a comedian. They're like, go away. Actually, I might, (laughs) can I change my answer? I'm going to go rapper because I want to get that one done and be out because I don't know if I can maintain the (laughs) quality of life that's going to be necessary to not feel guilty a lot. That's Shabbat and Saturday morning services every week, dude. Right, yeah. That's tough. I know. Um, you run into old classmates who you didn't like hmm. and who weren't nice to you. Probably I'm a lawyer because they already thought I was a rapper and then they're like, well, come on now. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that's all I have. Uh, Josh, uh, do you have any scenarios you'd like to run by? I just, you know, I'm, I find inspiration from my friends. I find inspiration from random places. I'm, I'm super inspired by how you, you approach life in, in both like being responsible and, and following your head. And also following your heart. And that album, I came to the release party. It was great. And I listened to it. And it's just it's just easy. It's relatable to guys Thanks, like man. me. I appreciate and I, it. And I think, I'm not trying to just blow smoke, but like, it'd be, you know, we want to, I think people would want to hear more. And hopefully through this podcast, it's a new audience for you. And Thank you. And, and Which yeah. means you need to share it with a shit ton of friends. Well, yeah. well, and let, look, let, let me say this. Let me I, d- okay, go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I want to say one relatable thing because I did a, I did a, 
a theater tour, one man show around the country. I really thought like it was going to be my big break at the time, you know, and it was great in a lot of ways. I learned a lot. I got to see the country, big shows. The hardest part for me was something you said earlier was being away and not mm-hmm. being able to do other jobs that I was doing in New York. I was quitting jobs. I was making acting in New York harder for myself because I was away. Also your family. And my family. My daughter was little and then. You know that you know all of it. She she got to a point where like she was actually a little rough for us, where she wasn't used to me. I wasn't around. She would like not come to me mm-hmm. when I would come home. Um, I so I understand that. But my question is, dream job wise, right? Let's just say something happened. The album got picked up somewhere, and would would you be able to be out? Would you be able to? Oh, yeah. to go for it. He doesn't even not even batting an eye. Not even he's, batting he's, an eye. Yeah, of course. Uh, first of all, because I like to sleep late. It's just. That's, it's just more conducive to yeah, a rap it's just career. Fits my lifestyle a little bit better. Um, you, like also, the, you also like big jewelry. I, I can tell from that really thing you got ju- around your neck right now. Right. So I got to have a gangster pendant, and you know you got to have a certain big level of star. credibility <laughs> to be able to maintain. You know, rocking the star, David. You got to really rap. So. All right. Well, this has been awesome. Wait, we I, didn't ask where he sees himself. Oh, with, I do that all the time. Sorry, the I'm mic. getting better at this. You're the professional interviewer. It's like not I'm me. married to a second husband. I tell you, it's killing me. Where do you see yourself in five years? So I'm working on another record, an acoustic toothpick style record. Right up. Uh, so I see myself in my current job, enjoying it, learning and growing every day. Also quitting that job and touring the country, playing a stadium tour on my new record. So either one. Either I like will it. Do. We're going to twist it on you too. Where don't you see yourself in five years? In this studio. Jesus Christ, this is the same in, thing the last person said. In this studio with you guys what because is, what is wrong with there'll us? be way too big of an audience oh. and we're going to have to do live from the <laughs> That's garden. That's a good oh, twist. Okay, okay. You get another soda for that Because we're, right? we're at the beacon. We're at the beacon on stage. We're at the beacon or at stop, I'm going to stop asking that. <laughs> Although, unless, if we can get it like two more times, I feel like that would be like the awesome, like, you know, 1,000% that every time they answer that I don't know. If our like guest that. doesn't want to be with us, what does that say about our no, audience? Or our or our spouses. I, right? I just want you guys to bring me along. So oh. once oh, okay. you guys are huge and doing Radio would, City and everything, I would just love podcast. to play the spoons on stage with you as you're <laughs> rapping. It's a dream come true for everybody. All Yay. right. Well, thank you so much. It was so nice to meet you. Thank Since you. you, again, I must say, are Josh's friend and not one of mine. Well, now we're all friends. Yes, we so. are. Yeah. Do you have social media handles you want to throw out for people to At follow? At Toothpick Hits on Twitter. Okay. Uh, you do Instagram or Facebook or anything? Probably at Doug Ray or Doug Ray 23 on Instagram and Facebook, just Doug Ray. And your website's what? Doug Ray Music? And LinkedIn, I'm Doug Ray Esquire. <laughs> updated resume. Snapchat, uh, MySpace. <laughs> Snapchat. My aim is Toothpick Music. There it is. Aim? Do people still do that? I don't I don't know. Oh. I do. Maybe and, that's why I know In case you're looking, anybody wants to stalk you, your address, your mailing address. I'm kidding. No, but seriously, the best way to get in, in touch with me, of course, nowadays is my MySpace. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, we'll, we'll, and link to, we'll link to your Night Shift is the too. album on iTunes. Yep. Right, you can hear I Quit. You can hear Gumshoes on there. Um, Nerds. What, is it Nerds? Nerds is on there. Nerds is on there, too. Uh, yeah, so definitely go check it out. and Go to jobsblowpodcast.com. And at jobsblowpodcast on Instagram. Instagram. We don't have the Facebook set up yet. We're going to get no. that soon. No. And then mine is Mr. at Mr. Josh Hyman, M-R-J-O-S-H-H-Y-M-A-N. And if Ev- you go to the, our website, be sure to check out all the amazing people who we have highlighted who have helped us out. Yeah, we will absolutely ask you to do that and go to them. You know, Doug, we thank Doug on there. We also thank um, Jose, Jose, who did the who logo. did the logo. Uh, we do a little listing, too, of all our guests. And there's a section on there where you can send us an 
email, comments, questions, concerns. You love us, you hate us. If you have a suggestion for another guest or if you yourself want to come on and share your story, we'd love to have you. Um, what else? MrJoshHyman.com is me. And Brianna's, Brianna's Instagram this is... This is really getting old. Is at... Is Jobs Blowbot. Come <laughs> on! Just tell them who you Quit are. Whining. It's so oh, unbecoming it's of you. It's not becoming. It's who I am. Seinfeld. Oh, anyway, one day we're going to get that out of her. But uh, thanks, Doug. We really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. Very fun. Yeah, man. All right. Bye. Yay, that was fun. See, I told you it was painless. You guys are very talented. I'm too fly for my suit and tie. And I'd rather die than work nine to five. And I'm too fly for my suit and tie. And I'd rather die than work nine to five. And that's why I don't want to go to work. I just want to chill and play. All day, look him dead in the face and say, I wish I could just be still asleep while you work.